Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter's out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, everybody. How's it going? (laughs) How's it been? You've been sat there waiting for another episode, have you? Well, the funny thing is, is that to them, this is just business as usual. To us, it's been over a week since we got on the mic, right? Over a week, like two weeks, almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I forgot what this was like. Hi, everyone. Here we are. I'm Anya, and I'm Kylie, and this is Two Degrees Hotter. Um, and if you didn't know, we didn't take a hiatus. Uh, to you, but we batch recorded a couple of episodes for a reason that we'll get into in one of our segments. So this is our first time back on the mic, and we figured, you know, got to get reacquainted after a couple of weeks off. So what better way than a lovely Reddit reactions episode? I love doing them. I think you guys like listening to them. My favorite thing in the world is giving away unsolicited advice, so it's just going to be a good time all around. It is a win all around. And this week we've got like a slight relationship theme across the board. Yes. So we're going to be reacting to some what are, just posts, I guess, um, yeah. in r slash dating advice and then our favorite r slash am I the asshole. So yeah, yeah. It and be fun. What's crazy is, is uh, you've probably already made this connection. I am a little dense, so I didn't. Um, but this is coming around out around Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is like a in a couple of weeks, but it's seasonally yeah. appropriate to be talking yeah, about couple weeks. love and relationships. So you know what to do. You can skip to our main episode topic using the timestamp in the description if you so desire. But if you want to hear about our lives and what we're liking, stick around for our week in review and favorites. So... We mentioned we were we took a, a pod break in our world last yes. week. And if you listened to last episode, you already know why. But in case you didn't, we had our show week last week. Yes. Our week of performances on yes. stage. Yes. Four shows, three days, and a lifetime of memories, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and three days of tech. So And three days of tech. Yeah. Monday through Saturday last week. Yeah, we literally end up performing the show full out five, five times, times yeah. in four days. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, Anya and I both felt like we got hit by a bus but on Sunday, uh, or at least I did. I won't speak for you, but it was tough. Um, yeah, I feel like what I said to Anya was I feel like show week is – kind of literally anyone ever who's ever given birth is going to want to punch me in the face and that's fine. But it's kind of like I feel like when you're pregnant and you give birth and you're like it's so gruesome and so hard in the moment like actually birthing the baby and then you have the baby and you're like this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't wait to have another one. Mm -hmm. Like that's what the dance show is like. Like the whole show week I'm just like this is so gruesome. This is so awful. I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. Everything hurts. And then it's over and I'm like when is June going to come around? Like, I just can't wait for the next show. I, I miss it so much. Mm-hmm. If if you have given birth, you can tell me if that is such an egregious uh, comment to make. No offense to the birthing community, but 
That's what I imagine it is like. Yeah. And we both had two jazz, two contempt, right? Yeah. So that's a good mix. uh, Yeah, a good spread. So that was fun. I will say, like, I feel like some dancers just like absolutely live to perform, and it's like the only reason that they do it. I don't feel like that's me necessarily. Like, I think Mm. I look at performance as good motivation to perfect something, but I don't look at it as the only reason. Like, I'm. I'm very much there for like the process, like the rehearsal process of perfecting things and also just like having motivation to like work on technique because you know you're going to be on stage. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like obsessed with like performing itself. Like I, I like it a lot, obviously. It's like a fun highlight, but I like the all of the dance that leads up to it too. So like to me, yeah. like show week is like it's like a, a nice culmination but I feel like to some people, it's like the only reason that they dance, you know, is to be on stage. And that's not how I feel. See, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I do kind of only dance to be on stage. Like, I don't know mm. how much I would I, – I guess I should – I don't want to say that I wouldn't dance if the, it wasn't to be on stage. Like, I also value it as just like a form of movement. But I think it would be a lot less of a commitment in my life if there wasn't a performance – yeah. At the end of it. And we've said this in like within the dance works community that like there just aren't a lot of times in your adult life where people clap for you. And mm-hmm. I quite like when people clap for me and tell me that I I did a good job. And I think yeah. it's a like really cool thing to like not flex on people, but like be like, this is cool. <laughs> like, like, celebrate. Yeah, celebrate yeah. having a hobby and all of that. Yeah. Like yeah. I agree, but um, I definitely think – like, I've always been a class girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I really like taking class and, like, seeing the continuous improvement. And, like, I look at the show as, like, a reason to work on that mm-hmm. and not, like, the only reason I'm doing it. So, yeah. anyway, just to say, like, we're between seasons now briefly. So, mm-hmm. I'm, like, back to just, like, class mode. And it's nice to have a little bit of, like, a lower pressure um, environment, I guess. But – I think it's it's motivating to have something to work towards is like yeah. the main shtick yeah. here. For sure, for sure. And at the end of the day, I just like attention. So that's <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, this yeah. is so e- – it's too easy, honestly. Um, well, at one point, we like did the math because we had – neither of us had someone coming to the last show. Normally, like we would have at least someone or some set of friends at any given show. But just coincidentally, we both had no one coming to the very last one, which is like a hard – morale thing because you're so tired and you just did like that was one of our two show days um and we were talking about how like so our theater that we perform in sits I think 505 people I'm pretty sure something like that roughly 500 and you know if there's like let's say between 18 and 20 people on stage at any given time if you do the math that's still like a good amount of people that are statistically probably watching you even if no one is specifically there to like see you yeah it's kind of interesting Especially when you consider that in the specific company that Anya and I are in, you're only allowed to be in a max of four or five dances, depending. Mm-hmm. So we'll say a max of five dances for simplicity's sake, which means that the majority of the people coming to the show are seeing more numbers than not where they don't know anyone. So then they're yeah. – to your point, it's like they're more likely to just watch like whoever's in front of them in the moment because it's like who else are you going to watch? Um, because that was another thing I had in my mind where I was like, well, yeah, but people coming to the show, like, know someone. So, like, if you have a friend coming to the show and we're in a number together, like, your friend is going to watch you more than they watch me. But it's like, Mm -hmm. if I'm in a number without you, then Mm -hmm. anyways, 
that was something good to keep in mind. Um, I did, not to get into my weekend review, but I did injure myself in the last show. So if mm-hmm. my morale was already down, man, oh man, did that bring us into the trenches. Um, so it was a tough, it was a tough Saturday night and arguably a tough Sunday. Um, but I pulled out my back. So here's your friendly reminder if you're an adult dancer. Uh, That's that what I was going to say. <laughs> that you can't do what you could do when you were like 17 or 16. Um, yeah, I just, I, it was, it was my fault if we're being honest. Like I knew in the moment, I was like, Kylie, you messed that up. And you like it was like the it. adrenaline. Like it was the further. adrenaline and I was just like, oh, like, let me really try to get my – it was in – I don't know how to describe this. We called it a lift in rehearsals. It's really not a lift, but essentially two girls had to grab onto my forearms and, like, drag me up from laying down on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And the proper way to do that is to tuck your knees into your chest so that they can shoot out in front of you and minimize how much you're arching your back. Because if you arch your back too far, that's when you mess up. Yeah. Guess who was like, like a, a sphinx? Like a, is that what that's called? Yeah. Like a sphinx or a cobra, cobra style, yeah. but like to the extreme because you have mm-hmm. two people pulling on you with all of their force, your back. Medieval torture mechanism. Literally. And instead, for the last show, I was like, what if I just didn't tuck my knees in? How like silly goofy would that be? The answer is incredibly uh, because instead my back arch i don't know i've never had a flexible back ever you Mm -hmm. won't catch me with a flexible back and my back arched in a way that it didn't even arch in its prime uh and (laughs) that wasn't an accomplishment because all i felt was like a huge pop all along like the lower part of my back and then for at that point i just had so much adrenaline and was like this is the last show that i went and did my three other numbers because of course it was also the first number that i was in Mm -hmm. in the show that i did this that was perfect um and then on Saturday night I got to I ended up staying at Zach's and he drew a bath for me and you guys know I'm not a bath girl but I immediately was like get out of my way I'm going in the bath (laughs) and just sat there for so long because like the warm water felt so nice on my back um and then the whole next day I couldn't bend over like if I dropped something I literally had to be like Zach (laughs) Mm -hmm. can you pick it up um, but thankfully, it has been slowly feeling better and better every single day. I think I got over like the stiffness of it, um, which is like a huge part because now I'm at least like mobile. Um, but I am still a bit sore and tender. Like Anya's going to ballet after this, and I respectfully declined because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if my body is ready to do arabesques and attitudes and grandeur. Yeah, I think that I will. Seriously regret that. I'd rather just take the week to relax my body and do like lower impact movement um, so that, you know, by the time our auditions roll around in like two weeks, I feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is interesting because I feel like I used to have this mindset when I first got back into dance as an adult that like, like kind of like self-deprecating, like, haha, I'm washed up. Like I'll never be like I used to be, whatever. And I feel like I've reframed that a lot. Like I actually think in a lot of ways I'm a better dancer than I was when I was like 18 because I care a lot more. Maybe, I I don't know. I think I care a lot more in different ways. Like I care more about the artistry of it and stuff Yeah. than like tricks. And also I'm very consistent. Like I think there is – there's a lot to be said that you can still 
improve as an adult. Like I think some people look at it as like, you're just doing this to like maintain what you had or like try to be close to what you had. But I actually think there is a lot of improvement that you can have. But with that said, like you do have to acknowledge that your body's going to start to like face limitations that it didn't before, which like is a weird thing. Like, yeah. And we're both lucky. Like neither of us ever had like a super major injury growing up like you had uh you were in a boot for a while but I feel like that was like the only thing I can remember yeah in the seventh grade I broke my <laughs> metatarsal <laughs> oh really it was like your toe yeah. I don't think yeah. I knew that. <laughs> it was funny. like the toe in like the side of my right foot and I did it coming out of a uh double stag no I, I landed <laughs> like the on the satisfying s- jump anyway <laughs> literally <laughs> so anticlimactic <laughs> I was rehearsing my solo and I did the jump and I landed on the side of my foot instead of flat on my foot. It's always like silly fluke things like that with dance. Like at least with other sports, it's like something dramatic. Like you got tackled or whatever in dance. It's like I literally just did something wrong. Yeah. I stepped wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will say on the topic of dance in general, I've been reached out to a lot about the uh, like UDA dance championships, um, like the Ohio State versus like Minnesota thing. Um, if you're on that side of TikTok. And it's interesting because my friend Meg texted me about it and she was like, am I, is this just so impressive because I'm not a dancer or like, are they insane? And I was like, no, no, they're absolutely insane. insane. But I look at it as very fundamentally different than what we do. Like I was never, yeah. well, maybe you're different because you were a dance team. I was never on like a dance team. And I look at that as like, way more like athletic like sporty dance yeah. than I ever was like trained to do so I'm like I respect it as a very separate entity like I am not that type of dancer at all <laughs> yeah no I even as like a former dance team dancer I never was like all in on dance mm-hmm. team like it was kind of like it was my only option so if I wanted to dance I had to do that um but I would agree I, I it's not how we were trained growing up and it's not necessarily yeah. the type of dancer that I I was never motivated to be good mm-hmm. at that type of dance, if that makes exactly. sense. Um, yeah. Like, we're so, not yeah, very so, trick-oriented like that. Trick-oriented, yeah. And just, like, dance team dance in general is, like, the main priorities is, like, be the most impressive and be the cleanest. Like, mm-hmm. that is, like, your – those are your two jobs. Like, you get scored on how difficult your routine is and how clean it is, essentially. Mm-hmm. So – now obviously there's not much room for artistry. <laughs> no, there's not like there's no stylized movement. There's no mm-hmm. dancer's choice. Like none of that. Like it's mm-hmm. this is the routine. You're gonna do it. You're gonna look the exact same as the two people next to you. And also it's gonna be the hardest thing they've ever done in your entire life. Yeah. Um, which is commendable and respectable and insane. Like it is both of those routines were just absolutely insane. Um, but that is not the dancer that I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I never will be. And that's okay. I, I'm yeah. my own dancer. <laughs> Agree. To close out the week in review section with another dance oriented thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, please, for the love of God, do a dance themed podcast. Um, so I don't know if I ever talked about this. I might have hinted at it, but um, I had a goal for the last couple of months that I had an eye on this dance company, this other dance company. Um Actually, not. I was going to say near us. It's really not near us. It's kind of a drive <laughs> um, that I wanted to audition for. They're doing a production of Romeo and Juliet. And so when I earlier when I was saying like I like to use performances as motivation, I was very much using like this audition as motivation to work on point and work on ballet. Um, and so the audition was like a week and a half ago now. And I found out on two days ago, Monday, um, that I got in. So 
I'm excited Ooh. about that. So it'll be an opportunity similar to how I was in the Nutcracker, like to be uh, in a true full length ballet, but I'll be doing like a lot more dancing. It'll be on point. So that's like was one of my goals for the year. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'm not like a main character <laughs> by any means. Don't get your hopes up. Um, it's actually like a company. So there are paid dancers that do the principal roles that are like professionals. <laughs> mm-hmm. So not me. Um, <laughs> but I am a Montague villager. Slay. So get ready to see me slay on Romeo's side of the fam. Um, we're like the classier side, I guess. And the Capulets yeah. are the spunkier side. Slay. We'll see. I haven't had my first rehearsal yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be in May. So we have many uh, performance in the future. Yeah. Slay. What did um Ella get? She's a Capulet villager. Oh my God. So we're, we're, we're foes. <laughs> Rivals. That's kind yeah. of fun. Ella yeah. dances with us at DanceWorks and also does the company that mm-hmm. Anya auditioned for. Um, very fun. Yeah. Yay. So we're like, I can't wait the to same come. role on counterpart sides. Yeah. So. Yeah. Should wow. be fun. All right, let's get into our favorites. So, you guys, I sent it. It's been years of desire and longing, and I sent it. <laughs> I, I finally got the shark flex style. <laughs> it was on my Christmas list for, like, multiple years. And when I didn't yeah. get it this year, I was like, F it. I want it. And so I bought it yeah. in December before our no-spend January started. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Um and it really is that girl. It really is all that. I've got to say, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah. it, it's like it comes as just a blow dryer, basically, and then you put different attachments on. Um, it's like the dupe to the Dyson um, Air Up. Yeah. But uh, it's about half the price. And it has a couple different functions that I don't know if the Dyson has. So it comes as you can basically just use it as a blow dryer if you don't put any attachments on. And then there's a round brush, which is kind of like the Revlon vibe for like a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a flat like paddle brush if you want to use it as like a straightener. Um, and there's a smoothing tool, which like is crazy. It like literally just erases phrase. I don't understand. Um, and then there's the two wands for curling. And the curling is so cool. Like I know that the Dyson does the same thing. Um, but it was like very easy to get the hang of and looked so good, like way better than I've ever been able to curl my hair before, like way bouncier. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's very fun. And I feel more motivated to number one, do my hair and also wash it less often because it's like done. So like what I've been doing lately, which I never used to do this, I've been showering like earlier in the night and then like styling my hair for the next day and then like keeping it for like four days. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's going to be like my new thing. And it really doesn't get hot. It's crazy. Like obviously it gets a little bit hot because it's like drying your hair, but like you can absolutely touch the tools like the second they turn off. Like they're not hot to the touch. It's like tolerable. Hmm. Um, So that's pretty cool as well. Like it definitely, you can tell it's not doing as much heat damage to your hair because it's just yeah. actually not really getting all that hot. So yeah. Um, Interesting. Big fan. If you've been thinking, if you've been thinking for years like me, I say send it. I haven't used the Dyson, so I don't know if it really is like significantly better, I feel like people are like in their camps, but I just wasn't ready to drop that much money on a hair tool. Yeah. This was still a lot of money, but it felt a little more reasonable. So Attainable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will have to come over and try it because I yeah. am. I'm quite curious as someone who's very bad at doing hair. Uh, Cause that's my biggest thing is the learning curve. Yeah. 
of it all. Um, it was so easy. It's crazy. Like okay. I thought the air wrap part of it might be kind of hard to get a hang of because I've yeah. seen people on TikTok like struggle. It was so easy. Like it literally just sucks it right up. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll have to give me a full tutorial so that I feel knowledgeable and equipped. <laughs> um, For my favorite, this is like kind of random, but it has significantly increased the quality of my life. Trader Joe's came out with a fragrance-free body butter, and this is rocking my world. So if you don't know, I have eczema. I have really, really, really dry, itchy, sensitive legs specifically, but just like skin on my body generally. Um, So over the past couple of years, I've switched to primarily fragrance-free body stuff just to like keep the irritation at a minimum. But if you are a frequent Trader Joe's shopper, you know that their body butter is like one of people's favorite beauty products and they all have so much fragrance. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, all of Trader Joe's skincare has fragrance um, and which I personally don't like again because I have such sensitive skin. But yeah, I was just like, man, this stinks to not be able to like use all the fun body butters. And I also think that a lot of like fragrance free or like eczema specific lotions and body butters outside of Trader Joe's tend to be there's like an upcharge because it's like a specialty product because it's for like eczema like I was using an eczema lotion that was like $19 and it was eucerin like I'm like eucerin where do you get off charging almost $20 for a body lotion like I don't understand just because it says eczema relief on the the Mm -hmm. packaging it's just ridiculous um so Trader Joe's came out with this body butter. It's literally like $6 and it's the same size as their normal body butter tubs, which are like a generous size. Mm-hmm. Like they last a long time and it's completely fragrance free. It has, it's almost like a like marshmallowy texture. Like it's a little like a lighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot lighter and like airier than their normal body butters, but it's still like super, super thick and super creamy and it just, oh, I finally feel like I'm having, like, that luxurious after shower moment of, like, putting on lotion and, like, feeling nice and hydrated without breaking the bank or irritating my skin. So, thank you so much, Joe. Love you the <laughs> absolute most. Um, if you discontinue this, I literally will have a hissy fit. Um, and, yeah, the next time I go, I'm literally going to buy, like, yeah. three. Yeah, just in case it's, like, seasonal or something. Yeah. It shouldn't be, yeah. but they do wacky stuff like that sometimes. Yeah. So, I'll make sure that I always have some. And if you know me and love me and ever buy me a gift throughout the year, include one of those in your gift mm. to me. I will be grateful. Noted. <laughs> I love them. All right. We're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be back for our Reddit reactions. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. 
Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we're back. Do we want to start with the dating advice or the am I the asshole? Um, let's do the dating advice. Okay. So I can read our first one. The subject is girl asked to sleep with me. All right, pop off. Really to the point. (laughs) So I met a girl at a party in October briefly. We chatted a little bit. It was fine. I didn't see her again until I bumped into her at the bar in December and spoke to her a bit again. She DM'd me over Christmas and said she would like to meet up because I am good vibes. (laughs) We started chatting on Instagram for a little bit for three weeks until we were back in the country. Oh, like – like the country, like not the city. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We met up and the date was great and we were chatting really good vibes laughing. <laughs> Syntax is hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> we spoke about a lot, many things, our family upbringings, finances, politics, and just had a fun time. On the date, she said, I really want to kiss you. So we ended up making out and it was great. We are at a pub and while I was at the bathroom, she took one of the coasters and carved my name and drew a animal picture and wrote the date and gave it to me as a present. Huh? We chat more and she goes, I want to sleep with you and asked me if I want to sleep with her. I said, okay, consent. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of said, okay, but also deflected from it and said, let's go to the club first as I really didn't want to sleep with her. It's not my thing on the first date and it's very forward and I just worry about STIs and things like that. All right, valid. Okay, king. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we go to the club and dance and have a few more drinks. Again, we're having a fun time dancing, making out more. We go home. I get us a taxi and ask her if she's sure she doesn't want to go to her house and she says she wants to stay over. So I'm like, okay, I make her food and give her pajamas. We kiss more and we cuddle and we end up just going to sleep, thankfully. Which, whose man (laughs) is this? I've never heard a man (laughs) think this way. We just cuddled intertwined the entire night in the morning. It was so awesome. Anyway, help. What does this mean? I take it she must sleep around a lot. I just found it crazy that she said she wants to sleep with me three hours into the first date. Maybe I'm just inexperienced, but I kind of thought it was wild. Anyway, thoughts? So I this is the only one that I picked that I read all the way through because at no point in time did I know where it was going ever. Um But yeah, first of all, CEO of it was fine. It was great. Literally everything <laughs> it says. It was fine. It Descriptions, was thank you. I feel like also number one, just because a girl wants to sleep with you on the first date, it does not indicate anything about how often or how yeah. little she like sleeps with other people like maybe she is just like it's you and me this buddy is, yeah and you're I, the one you're the one and i would like to sleep with you immediately um in which case good i wish i had that confidence you wouldn't yeah. catch me <laughs> dead <laughs> you wouldn't catch me carving someone's name and drawing an animal picture on the coaster well so that's <laughs> where i'm like we're too wrapped up in her wanting to sleep with you, like, to your point, whose man is this? Like, it's a girl that wants to sleep with you. I don't see why. Like, it's fine if you don't want to sleep with her, but, like, why are we freaking out over a girl wanting to have sex with you? Like, congratulations. What we should be worried about is this carving on a coaster <laughs> because I need I need more. I never – I have gone on so many first dates in my life, some that I knew I wasn't going to sleep with and some that I, I hoped would end that way and many more. 
And never once did I want to carve something into the coaster of the restaurant and give it yeah. to them. As a present, specifically. That's, that's where you lose me. With the um, date on it. And a picture of an animal. What animal? I need I need more from UOP. I need, yeah. I need a picture of the coaster. I also feel like, yes, it was their first date. But they had already... They met in person once. They ran into each other at a bar. They talked for a couple weeks and then they went out on this date. So to me, I'm always, I'm like, it's not really a first. I mean, I guess it's a first date, but like, it's not the first time you've met, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And also just like what it must be like to have the confidence to just go up to someone you're interested in and be like, I want to sleep with you. Do you want to sleep with me? <laughs> because never I love, could I ever. <laughs> I love the consent. It's really, it's everything. And the fact that she asks at the bar. <laughs> she's like what are you doing later (laughs) she's like i hope Um, it's me okay here's a coaster (laughs) seriously here's a coaster um i like this response that's uh it's actually only upvoted once but it says don't think too much about her hidden motives or feelings make your judgment only on her behavior and what she says it's not fair to make the assumption that she sleeps around a lot or has stis because she wanted to sleep with you on the first date and you should recognize that these come from your biases Use I words to express yourself to her. I like spending time with you. I want to have sex with you only after I get to know you a little bit more. I would like to use protection at least for now. You can decide on your next steps based on her answers. Is this person a therapist? I feel like they have to be. Please. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's even the one above that is like some girls, when they like you a lot, would sleep with you on the first date. Some girls, even if they like you as much as those girls, would wait to sleep with you because they don't want to give the impression you got them being easy or that they sleep around. It just depends on your experience. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you really can't – there's not much that you can deduce from someone wanting to sleep with you on the first date and, like, after not knowing you too, too long, other Mm -hmm. than in that moment they want to sleep with you. Um which can this, OP, congratulations. <laughs> this comment is funny too. Dude, you're lucky. She clearly states what she wants from you and how she feels about you. As someone who struggles to read social cues, that is a big green flag. <laughs> yeah, so true. You'll never question where you're at with this girl. Yeah. That is for damn sure. Yeah. All right. Well, well this was posted OP. pretty recently, so we don't have an update yet, but yeah. good luck. Hope you get laid. Okay. If that's what you want. <laughs> if that's if that's what you want. If both parties consent. <laughs> um, okay, the next one. Has a partner's in- smell ever improved for you with time? I have been seeing someone who is probably one of my favorite human beings I have ever met. He's a beautiful, sensitive, brilliant soul who meshes with me easily and deeply and is gorgeous to boot. However, there is one issue that has been hounding me. I have a sensitive nose and he smells a little strange to me, even when he is fresh out of the shower and it detriments my sexual attraction for him. I can still get turned on by him. He's really really hot. He's really hot. Good for you. Uh, but it's hard to lose myself fully in the sex with him when the smell element is kind of off. He tastes good to me. It's just oh. something about <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just something about his body smell that does not register as sexual with me. I feel incredibly torn. I can't imagine meeting someone who fits into my life better in all the non-sexual categories, and I feel like I'd be crazy to let him go, but I am not sure if I will ever feel that full sexual draw to him, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to give that up for good. Has anyone ever had the experience where your partner's smell improved with time or is it just or has it just stopped bothering you if it bothered you at first? I mean, I listen, pheromones are real. Yeah, it's so true. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. The way I would like try to casually buy him a cologne and make sure he wears it at all times or something. Yeah. Literally manipulate <laughs> him into it. <laughs> Change out all of his like shampoo and body wash and stuff to smell into good. Stuff you like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've never experienced this where like someone that I am intimate with, I like can't stand the smell of. Like I know it's like a thing. But I've never experienced it that it's like it's hard for me to empathize because I'm just like yeah. how it doesn't it sounds like he doesn't smell bad like it doesn't sound like it's, it's not like, like a hygiene BO. thing yeah yeah it's just that for whatever reason to her he smells weird so I'm just like yeah, I just don't think that really... you're attracted to him unfortunately <laughs> I don't know that's it's tough I um the top comment mentions like hormonal birth control and how that can like mess mm. with your sense of smell and that kind of thing so. I wonder if that could have something yeah. to do with it. But yeah, I mean, if you really like him, I would honestly <laughs> just try to get him to use like scented products. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting though. I also, I've never, I don't think I've ever met someone that like, I smell so obviously, unless it's been like a BO situation. Like I don't feel like I smell yeah. people's pheromones all that much personally. But I feel like, isn't that only something that really comes up when you're like intimate? I don't know. On, like, some level, like, not even, like, sexually, but, like, just mm-hmm. more intimate than you would be with, like, a friend or, like, an acquaintance. Mm. I don't know. I've never experienced it, but yeah. Godspeed, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> sounds tough. Should I give the man I'm dating more time or should I end things? End things. Dump um, him. I met a man at work last year who I've been dating for almost eight months now. We have a nice time together. There are hardly any conflicts, but for the last two months, we've slept over at each other's houses almost every night. Last December, he confessed to me that he had drunkenly made out with his ex-girlfriend. It didn't mean anything to him and it won't happen again, but it made me realize that I wanted a relationship with him. Not just because I realized I don't want to lose him, but because we fit so together so well. Okay, sorry. So I talked to him about it and he told me he likes me extremely much. <laughs> I don't know about that wording. <laughs> and doesn't want to lose me. But that he's not sure he wants to commit to one person just yet. Ooh. Ugh. Boo. The next day, he went to his family for Christmas and New Year's Eve, so we agreed that we'd use that time as a break, have no contact, think about everything. When he was back in town, we talked about everything and agreed that neither of us wanted our time together to be over. So we agreed on the compromise that we would take more time and he would try to get really involved with us. This deal also includes that he's allowed to have something with others. Huh? But not meet them on a closer level like we do. And then he has to tell me if something happened with another woman. So you're, you're agreeing to an open relationship here, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry if you hear my radiator interjecting. Yesterday, I found out that he slept with a friend of his the week before last. He then told me that he already made out with her before Christmas while we were breaking off contact, was texting her the whole time, including lots of dirty messages. Please. Now I don't know what to do next. If it had been a one-time thing with the two of them, I would have been okay with it. But they wanted to meet more often, which for me breaks the compromise. I'm extremely disappointed in him for lying to me like that. We talked about it for a long time yesterday, and he said he was extremely sorry, and he was ending things with the friend because I was more important to him. He doesn't want to lose things, but he needs more time to figure out if he's ready for a relationship. I'm actually willing to give him this time, but I'm no longer sure whether more time is really enough to change his opinion, or maybe I should end things between us before I get hurt even more. Yeah. I think uh, Eight months is plenty of time. Cut it off. <laughs> yeah. The answer is literally so obviously clear. I've, it might as well be a billboard. You need to dump him. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not that he's not ready for a relationship. He's just not ready for a relationship with you. And that's the harsh reality of the situation. Yeah. But yeah, he just – he and maybe he's not ready for a relationship period either because it seems like he's sort of in a 
sexually promiscuous phase mm-hmm. in his life, which is totally fine, but he shouldn't be stringing a girl along for eight months if that's, yeah. like, where he wants to be in life. Um, So he needs to – he needs to get it together and you need to find someone that's actually willing to give you what you want. Um, Yeah. And not wait almost the entire term of a pregnancy to give it to you. So Yeah. This also says raise your standards and self-esteem, which is obviously <laughs> easier said than done. But, like, it yeah. makes me sad. I'm assuming this is a woman. It makes me sad that, like, she doesn't know she's worth more than, like, a situation like this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I get it, too, of, like, the fear of when you really like someone and, like, you see all of the best parts of them and, like, have all, of, like, the good moments and being like, what if there's nothing better than this? But I absolutely promise you there is something yeah. better. No, there's that. there's something better than being lied yeah. to for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck. Cut this man loose. Walk away. With love and light. <laughs> Dump him. Okay. This is our last one from r slash dating advice. I, 18 female, can't stop thinking about my tutor, 20 male, even after I'm no longer in his classes. Okay. I read a mm. lot of this one too and it's – I just – I was like giggling and kicking my feet. Um, (laughs) So I'm 18 female and I had a male tutor last year. He's 20, so two years older. I've known him for almost three years now. And what first was just appreciation for how smart, knowledgeable he was has turned into this weird feeling that I keep getting. He's so sweet and kind and funny. I don't know. Everything he does seems so cute to me. He's honestly kind of nerdy and weird, but for some reason that just makes me like him more. Girl, I get it. (laughs) Um. I've been asked out by a fair share of guys, but have always turned them down simply because I wasn't interested in relationships. But for some reason, it's just different with him. Whenever he says something as simple as good job or just an acknowledgement of my work, I feel myself going crazy. I'm actually concerned. (laughs) (laughs) She's so real for that. Um, I'm actually concerned at this point because I don't know what's happening to me. One time I left late and he joked parentheses question mark also me (laughs) um that if i didn't live so far away he would offer to drive me home on the last day of my i think she meant tutor classes with him Mm -hmm. she said tuition classes i'm like maybe you should sign up for more classes no i'm kidding um he had told me he was really proud of me and almost got emotional but i know he only sees me as a student as someone he taught or like a kid i know it's not in that way He's no longer my tutor, but I often find myself hanging around the area just to run into him and say hi. I want to say something or even let him know how I feel, but there's so many things wrong with it that I just can't do it. I'm already an introvert, and the fact that this is my first time liking someone doesn't help. Should I say something or just let it go and forget about it? After a few more months, I'll fully graduate and likely won't see him again. I'm scared and want to tell him, but I'm too much of a coward. If you were me, would you bring it up? Do I even have anything to lose? I'm 18 and haven't even held hands with a guy tell him i beg of you yeah i will come with you to tell him (laughs) yeah i feel like at first i was like is this story gonna get weird because of you know they've known each other like he met her when she was 15 like i was like "Mm." but you know they're both adults they're not that far apart in age so i feel like i'm like this weird feeling you keep describing yeah that's actually that's being attracted to someone yeah that's a crush um yeah i feel like she has nothing to lose because he's not her tutor anymore so there's no risk of things like being weird like if it really is weird you can just forget about him and never see him again so yeah i say so then it's like and it sounds like he's a very nice guy so i feel like Mm -hmm. also keep in mind like even if he doesn't reciprocate those feelings like i have a lot of faith that he will make it as comfortable of a situation as he can for you like he's not gonna make you feel bad about it he'll just respectfully decline or you know like let you know how he feels without like 
he won't be a jerk about it is what I'm trying to say. Um, at least that is my hope of this man. He better not let me down. But yeah, I think you just got to tell him because I think this could be a book. I think this could, Emily Henry needs to get on this. That's yeah. what she needs to do. It's too good. And it could be so beautiful. What a beautiful story that you could tell your potential future kids one day. This was right, posted gonna... today, so there aren't any updates. Oh, I yeah. wish. Okay. I wish. We'll have to stay up to I'll date. I'll be looking back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to transition into the Am I the Asshole category. Do I read this one or do you read this one? I read this one, right? Um, yes, you read that okay. one. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my fiance I don't like her wedding dress? So my fiance and I are getting married in nine months. She's been dress shopping with her girls for months now. She found the dress she loved and bought it and was too excited to keep it a secret. She showed me pics of the bridesmaids dresses and I told her they were pretty. They match my groomsmen suits really well. So this is a man to clarify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, she brought her dress out and asked what I thought. I specifically asked her if she wants the God's honest truth and wants me to critique the dress, or if she knows she loves it and just wants to show me. She said she wanted my opinion. She put the dress on and came out of the bathroom, and I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed. She's a beautiful woman and looks incredible in anything, of course, but the dress completely dwarfed her and didn't really fit the wedding theme she has worked so hard for. She wanted a foresty, magical, and whimsical theme, flower crowns on the bridesmaids, etc., but she chose a super sparkly dress with a huge skirt, which looked nothing like the simple, body-hugging, sexy dresses she had been showing me. She picked basically a huge Disney princess dress, and I just didn't like how it looked at all. I was honest when I told her I didn't like it, and I was surprised she picked it because it doesn't seem to match her, and I thought it was just too much poof and sparkle. She got really quiet and stormed back upstairs and stormed out of the house and went to her mom's. Texted me saying she couldn't believe I would say I didn't like it, what a dickhead I am, and blocked my number. This is our first (laughs) major fight, and I'm so annoyed because I asked if she wanted a real opinion, and she said yes. Am I the asshole for telling her I don't like the dress? This is why okay, you just so, don't ask for a man's opinion. Yeah, I was just going to say. I, <laughs> That's where you went wrong. I am, I'm always on the, the girl side, right? She shouldn't have asked. She shouldn't yeah. have shown him. And she shouldn't have asked. But on the flip side, he, like, if men, if you are a man listening to this and anyone, any girl asks you about your opinion on a dress, unless it's, like, a harm to them or you fear that they will expose themselves accidentally, and you want to prevent that, just tell them it looks good. Mm-hmm. Just tell them it looks good. Who ca- I will say. Genuinely, who cares? This has resurfaced a past trauma for me that I forgot about, which oh was <laughs> when we were looking for prom dresses my senior year, I found a dress that I thought I really, really loved. And I was literally at the prom store and I sent a picture of it to my boyfriend at the time that was obviously going to be my prom date. And he told me he didn't like it and I left crying. So I relate, girl. I relate. And may I point out, boyfriend at the time. <laughs> There's yes. a reason he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reason. There's more reasons, but yeah. Um, I To be fair, I did end up with a dress I liked better. However, that's like a sad memory that I shouldn't have to have, you know? Yeah. And it's just like it. Your girlfriend always sometimes, looks Sometimes, honestly, sometimes isn't, isn't. And he even said that in the post. He was like, she always looks good. It just wasn't the dress that I expected. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't have expectations then. I don't know what made you think yeah. you have the right to expectations, sir. <laughs> and also, you said, you know, forest, foresty, magical, whimsical. That literally sounds Disney to me, sir. Yeah. So, she wants to be the Disney princess in this forest, magical, yeah. whimsical Don't pretend you understand the theme should. we're going for. You don't. You're yeah, a man. you don't. Sit down. 
And I think this is also why, like, I am, I don't consider myself to be, like, a super traditionalist, especially when it comes to weddings, but I personally will never show my wedding dress to the person yeah. that I'm marrying beforehand, because I think there's also just something about, not only is it, like, the person that you love all, like, dressed up to the nines, like, looking objectively the best they ever mm-hmm. have, but, like, it's also, like, culminating with, like, this swell of emotions and gratitude and love that, like, even if you're like, oh, that's not the dress that I was expecting, like, all the other feelings and emotions and moments, like, I feel like end up taking over, um, or at least they should if it's the right person, that, like, it doesn't matter if it met your expectations or not, whereas showing it, like, in this environment where he's, like, not, he doesn't have that swell of emotions or yeah, anything like that is just, uh, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And, like, there's also that sense of, like, it's not the day of the wedding, so it can still change. So, like, people feel more free to insert their opinions. Yeah. And you just don't have to. You just don't yeah. have to at the end of the day. Sometimes honesty is not the best policy. I hate to break it to you, but it's just yeah. the truth. And, like, at the end of the day, if it's what she felt – like, it sounds like she tried on a lot of dresses. She's been looking yeah. for a long time. If it's what she liked the best – and felt like can. the prettiest. Yeah. In. Yeah. Like that's so that's that's very heartbreaking, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the top comment is good. Basically, they're explaining that these things are typically like non-refundable. Um, so they said now she has to fork out a shit ton more money to buy her second choice gown or wear something she knows you don't like. No matter what, now she'll feel shitty about the clothes she wears on her wedding day. What what good p- could possibly come of you telling her you don't like the dress she already bought? That's, like, another thing. If it was, yeah. like, I'm thinking about this one, it's at the store, or like, what do you think? But, like, she already bought it. <laughs> so. Literally. Um, they said, for some advice, tell her that with some minor alterations, you would love it. That it didn't quite fit right or some of the sparkles were wrong. Pick something she can fix and then maybe you can save her feelings. Yeah. I feel like there's no way to come back from this, honestly. <laughs> no, there Personally. really isn't. There really isn't. I like how the top, I don't know if you already said this, but the like very top of that comment is, OOP, you're not an asshole, but you are you're an, an idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do agree that like she, because the verdict here is everyone sucks. Um, mm-hmm. And I get, I do get that it's frustrating to be like, do you want my honest opinion? Have her say yes. And then you give the honest opinion and- she's pissed about it now and you're in a, like a huge fight like i i i see op how when you didn't really play out the consequences of giving your honest opinion how that could fluster you um but yeah this is why just don't don't show anyone your wedding or not anyone but don't show your partner your wedding dress mm-hmm. till the day of until there's no take backs you know what they yeah, say yeah exactly can't take it back all right. This next one is kind of crazy. <laughs> I, I picked it out and I was like, oh my God. But I, I haven't read subject. even a lick of it. Am I the asshole for not letting my husband go to the funeral of the baby he conceived with his mistress? Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this is extremely difficult to talk about with anyone I actually know and is a secret from a lot of friends and family members. Posting on and all in the hope that people here can give me an honest answer. Yeah, honestly, respectable. Uh, <laughs> my husband of 10 years had an affair that lasted approximately six months. He cut it off when I found out. We went to couples counseling, etc. Turns out the woman was pregnant and intended on keeping the baby. I understood that if she gave birth, my husband would have to do his part in supporting that child, at the very least financially. Tragically, though, the baby was stillborn. 
I wasn't looking forward to this baby coming, but I didn't wish for this either. My husband's former mistress has sent details about the funeral. I don't think he should attend. He never got to meet this child and wasn't even there at the hospital when everything happened. If this was a child he knew at all, of course my opinion would be different. But as of now, I don't feel comfortable with him going. He bizarrely said maybe I should go with him. That's a no. I obviously am not going to attend this funeral and make the woman and her whole family uncomfortable. Despite my mis- my disdain for her, I am not going to disrupt her mourning. There are a few people in the family that are aware of the situation. My husband's sister, my mother-in-law, and my mother. His sister thinks he should go to the funeral. My mother says if he goes, I should divorce him. My mother-in-law refuses to comment on the situation at all. Good for the mother-in-law. Protect your peace. <laughs> um, so I'm at a loss, really. Am I in the wrong given the circumstances? Yeah, this one's tough. I don't envy you, Opie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm torn, personally. Yeah. I'm the mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Call me mother-in-law. I feel like her point of he never got to meet this child, if there was, if this was a child he knew at all, my opinion would be different. I don't really understand that sentiment a ton because it is still his DNA in the end. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it, it, it shouldn't like um invalidate his feelings just because he didn't meet the child yeah. i feel like <laughs> no i i agree and also it sounds like he wasn't necessarily super involved in like mm. during the pregnancy and that like he didn't necessarily seem like he like wanted to be super involved once the child was born mm-hmm. like she alludes to like supporting him financially but like that's not really mm-hmm. being like a dad to someone that's just like being that's paying child support um so like part of me is like if he showed like no interest or like desire in being like a huge part of the kid's life then i can see now being like well you didn't i don't want to say you didn't care about the kid because i'm not trying to like put words into the guy's mouth Mm -hmm. but like i can see being frustrated if you're like you've been so blase about like you know doing as little support as possible with the situation and now you want to go to the funeral which is like just an overall i don't i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know i wish i knew more about like his intentions with the kid and like his involved like was he happy obviously he wasn't like happy about it but like was there a level of excitement about like becoming a father like did he want to be involved because i think that would help me understand more why he would like want to go to the funeral and or like why she is like i don't think you should go because i can see her being like you didn't care at all until it like unfortunately was stillborn and now all of a sudden you want to like mourn the kid like in that being confusing in an already Mm. tragic situation (laughs) yeah this one says um well the verdict via reddit is no assholes here which is interesting um, but some of the comments that stand out to me say, um, I can't see anyone being in the wrong here about the funeral. Your husband is obviously the asshole for having a mistress. It's mm-hmm. complicated. His child did die, but I can also see how you were hurt by the whole thing even existing. And the funeral is just a reminder about that. I would let him go, but I don't think you're the asshole for not wanting to, not wanting him to either. Yeah. I like this one. You're the asshole. He's an asshole for having an affair. You stayed with him after that. You knew what that meant. That kid was going to be a part of your life somehow. This funeral yeah. is now. And maybe that's what I was trying to like – That mm-hmm. they put it a bit more eloquently. The point that I was trying to make was the kid was supposed to be a part of their lives and like mm-hmm. 
so now that that isn't the case, like, I think he still deserves some, like, closure with it all. Um, unless, of course, the plan was for the kid really not to be part of their mm-hmm. lives and he was just going to write a child support check then. That's what I was getting at. So I guess I agree that, like, no one is the asshole in this situation. And I definitely don't think she's the asshole for not wanting to go to the funeral herself, even well, yeah. if she lets him but go. But her, her question, her, like, fundamental question is, am I the asshole for not letting my husband go to the funeral? Yeah. So I think you're not the mm-hmm. asshole for not wanting to go yourself. I think you actually were pretty thoughtful about that. Like, you don't want to interrupt the grief. Like, that's good yeah. with you. But I do think you don't really have control over what your husband's going to do in this situation. Like, you can't – there's not really letting him or not letting him. Like, I think he has to make this call himself. Yeah. It's complicated and you have enough. To, yeah. You have to be prepared. And, like, I guess at the end of the day, like, he could make that decision and you don't have to like that decision. And that's, like mm-hmm. – that's also okay. But you just need to be prepared yeah. for that as well. Like – it's a it's a sticky it's a sticky situation we got on our hands. <laughs> it is quite sticky. All right. Am I the asshole? Refused to help my privileged wife cover her increased cost of living. Oh, it's funny. This actually isn't the one I thought it would be, but oh. it's fine. Okay. It's fine. So I am 39, male 39, and married to the love of my life, female 36. We have two sweet kids, ages five and nine, and we all live in a house in a nice, small, typical Scandinavian town. Okay, slay. slay. Our economy is mostly shared. More on this in a bit. I can't tell if that's like a weird translation or if he means like actually their economy. <laughs> yeah. Does he mean like their finances? I think, I think he means. means, based on the title, yeah, I think he means yeah. his, their finances. <laughs> I'm an engineer working as a consultant. Great pay and benefits. I make more than I spend. My wife has a master's degree in human communication, a horribly useless degree, even <laughs> according to herself. Since graduating eight years ago, she has been unable to find a job in her field. Note, those eight years does do include her second pregnancy and maternity leave. Here's the thing. My wife has very wealthy parents, like no financial worries at all wealthy. Thanks to them, her share of, her, of our house was gifted to her. I still pay mortgage on my share. They gifted her a brand new car. I drive my own. Each Christmas, they gift her $20,000. Her, not me, like not us. Besides that yearly gift, she has more or less been without income for most of her adult life, including when she attended university. She did hold a few odd jobs here and there. We share all family-related expenses, utilities, food, insurances, vacations, kid stuff, and so on, through a shared account, 50-50. Besides that, we have our own accounts. But many purchases go towards the family, house, kids anyway, so it's not like airtight. You know how it is. You know how it is. My wife recently got a part-time job in a clothing store. Pay is terrible, hours are weird, and she doesn't get along with the owner. Therefore, she's considering quitting. I'm telling her to go ahead, but also that even a bad job pays better than no job. In my opinion, she's a little picky with jobs. Won't do cleaning, elderly care, or other stuff like that, despite those jobs being what she's able to get without any qualifications. She keeps applying for jobs in her own fields, but without any luck besides a couple of first-run interviews. The market is very limited. Mm. Because of increased cost of living, her yearly gift and small paycheck doesn't quite cut it anymore. She tells me she's barely making ends meet. Therefore, she's asked me to help her out by paying a larger share of our shared expenses. I basically said no. I told her that not many people are as privileged as her and that she really should be less picky or even consider requalification, a new education, or field of work. I felt bad telling her, but also needed to be honest with her. I could help her out, but that just doesn't sit right with me, all things considered. So now, of course, according to her, I'm an asshole. But am I? This is so interesting. This is Uh, so interesting. I feel like – I think this is very different if you were dating versus being married. I think if you were dating, you would have absolutely no entitlement to, like, her family money and, like, that's her business and whatever. I think if you're married – listen, I'm all for, like, joint 
or I'm all for like separate accounts and a joint account. Like I think that yeah. is a good way to like protect yourself, especially as a woman and all of that. But I do think there is, or there should be an element of like, I love you and I want to share my resources with you, especially if it's yeah. like not stuff that she's like worked for. Like it's stuff, something she was born into. And normally like people that are well off and good people are like generous. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting that she hasn't been with you if you're married. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like uh, I'm torn because there's like, there's the privilege element of it that's frustrating. But then there's also the part where like she has struggled to get and keep a job. Mm -hmm. And like, I get that she's in a more privileged position, but it sounds like she, it's not like she like has never worked a day in her life. Like she's had those odd jobs. She's tried to pick up part-time jobs. And like at the end of the day, she's still like work takes up so much of our lives, whether it's part-time or not, that like she still deserves to like what she's doing. And I imagine she's dealing with like a lot of frustration on the back end that she can't use her degree, which I imagine mm -hmm. she like enjoys to make money so like I do empathize with her on that and I guess I read it more as like her family isn't being super generous with generous with him as opposed to her not being generous with him but like you could share your 20 grand Christmas present yeah with your <laughs> yeah um this so uh where was the comment that I just saw that I wanted to read basically someone was saying like yeah, this is a weird situation. You're married. You're supposed to be a team, partners, and yet you're the only one paying mortgage on the house and you expect her to pay half of everything despite the fact that she probably only gets a low-paying job like cleaning or taking care of elderly people. Like this is a roommate situation. Yeah. Well, Good luck it's with like, the divorce. <laughs> Should be pretty easy. You've already basically lived your life 50-50. Well, and like even with like the gift of like the mortgage, like I feel like if I – and if this happens to me, that would be lovely. But if I was gifted my <laughs> – half of like a mortgage and I was married to someone in this I guess this is to your point um like I would be like let's take the whatever is remaining the other 50 percent and split that 50 percent yeah so then we're both is, I would think of it as a, a gift to both of us not to just yeah. my part like I don't yeah know. yeah because I would just again, feel uncomfortable yeah like, knowing that I'm paying nothing between being married and dating like I feel like they're treating the situation yeah. like they're dating yeah. When you, you being married should have like another element of like you should be a team and like want to support her getting through this like yeah. hard time. And also she should have never like nickel and dimed you for money that, you know, wasn't I don't want to say never hers to begin with, but money that she didn't necessarily like work for anyway. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is a very interesting situation. Reddit thinks everyone sucks. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel like that's like really the only way to go because it is such a like sticky situation there are um edits okay i'm trying to see oh my god there's there's four edits and an update so <laughs> the wife did full child care for both kids one year of maternity leave per child as of now um their nine-year-old goes to school and their five-year-old is in kindergarten no child care is needed um chores around the house are shared more or less equally uh when describing her That's degree he as <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's what he um, says. When describing her degree as terribly useless, I meant in terms of job possibilities, nothing else, and she agrees. 
um, the 50-50 and shared account deal was sort of a design criteria in our relationship from the beginning as we both like to be able to spend whatever we like, can, or whatever we want. I know other couples who have the same agreement, so it never really seemed that odd to me. I agree with that. Like, I think that's a it's not usually that- a sustainable. Yeah. Like, I don't think the approach of having your own accounts and then contributing to shared things is weird. I think their mindset of being very defensive of I don't know. I think it their mindset towards it is weird. <laughs> but the arrangement is not weird. In yeah. Theory. And the update, I just read it. It's not that um, juicy. But he just says, well, this took off. Thank you all. Really appreciate it. Gotta say some of these comments are just well insane. Marriage counseling, loveless marriage, divorce, calm the fuck down, Reddit. We're doing just fine. Listen, listen. I don't disagree with you. Like, I can see it being jarring if you're like, I love my wife. This is just an issue that we're having. And people are like, divorce. Marriage counseling, though, might, yeah. it might, it might that be a helpful forum just idea. to, just to work it out, you know, yeah. talk through it, figure out so that you don't end up resenting each other. Cause like right now, you're, it's annoying you enough that you came to Reddit. Yeah. Imagine 20 years of this from now. Like, I can only imagine the type of resentment and frustration that could brew uh, and it sounds like you really love and care for this woman so i don't want that for you op um yeah so and you should both, just talk it out yeah they, they both just need to work a little bit on their transactional mindset like it feels like yeah she wasn't generous with him in the past and now that she needs support he doesn't want to be generous with her but i feel like you both just need to like try and be the bigger person in the situation yeah. like no one wins if you're both just like stubborn with each other you know yeah 100 percent. and here is everyone's friendly reminder that you don't need to wait until you're you or your relationship is in crisis to seek therapy or counseling for it, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. It's fine. Everyone relax. So, yeah. I guess everyone sucks and also, like, somehow both everyone sucks and no one sucks at the same time. I don't know how. Mm. I haven't quite – I can't articulate it. I know that's my one job here on this podcast, but I can't. <laughs> um, so, that's how I feel. <laughs> well, those are our Reddit reactions of the, I don't know, quarter. I think we do these about quarterly. So yeah, hope you enjoyed. Let us know if you disagree with any of our takes during this episode. We'd love to know. You know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram, submit to our anonymous suggestion box, email us, DM us, all those things. And we will be back next week. Yes. And if you are the girl asking your tutor out and you're listening, DM us. <laughs> okay. Love ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.